Hi everyone and welcome back to Game Bros. I'm super excited today. We have a great episode coming, episode 25. How are you doing, bro? Bro, episode 25. Okay, that, that's <laughs> very respectful, bro. Let, yes. Let's, let, I mean, episode 25, we've been through a lot. Yes. We are currently recording from like two really distinct countries, you know, <laughs> and bro, I, I, I'm so proud of us and I, I'm, yes. I'm really excited about this episode. I think it's perfect for the 25th yes. uh, episode. It's, yes. it, it's massive. So, oh. so let's do it. I'm very excited, bro. <laughs> I'm super excited as well. So, uh, and we are not spoiling what we are going to discuss about now, because first we should start with what have we, have we been playing? Like, what have you been playing, bro? <laughs> Oh, bro. Okay, the the last week was really busy, <laughs> so I, I I I stuck with you know baby games because <laughs> those are, are really fun. Uh, so, bro, lots of like random smash battles just so that I don't lose touch, you know? Because wow. you, you you gotta be training all the time. That's if you your be game. I'm really so good. impressed, bro. You're still bro, playing I, Smash Bros. <laughs> it's crazy. I think I have fought. 4,000 battles. I just received like a trophy or something what? for that. What? I know, it's insane. I, it's addicting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I'm going to make it into, into Elite Smash. I, I stopped trying because okay. I'm, I'm just playing the CPU. Okay. Uh, but, the, but the CPU, to be honest with you, CPU level 9 is not fun anymore. So I play against two CPU level 9 now. <laughs> So maybe I'm ready for Elite Smash. Maybe you are. <laughs> and, okay, and who are your mains now? Like, who is your main? <clears throat> Bro, I, so, so that's the thing. Uh, by, by playing a lot, mm -hmm. you, you start to, to go like, oh, you know what, I want to learn another one. Yes. So now I have a really good Rob. Okay. Like, really good. Rob is very strategical to play as. He's super okay. fun. Uh, and, and my Kirby and my Bowser are still very deadly. <laughs> so you're not playing Link anymore. Link is not your main anymore. No, I'm, I'm really bad, Link. That's what I discovered. Like, I, I'm really bad. You're ready for anything. So, so, bro, I, I had to realize this. Like, I, I, I'm a shitty Link. So I was like, let me try something else. And that's when I discovered Rob, bro. He's really fun. Piranha plant. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll probably have to do an episode about uh, Smash Bros. at some point. Yes. Because it's so yes. funny. And we should probably try to play while recording. That would be so awesome. Oh yeah, we have to do that. <laughs> Bro, what about you? Tell us, what have you been playing? Uh, okay, so my family left uh, two weeks ago uh, and went to France to visit family. And so I'm pretty much by myself. And I thought at first that I would be playing every night and it would be amazing. And I actually don't feel like uh, playing a lot. Um, I'm binge watching a lot of stuff on Netflix and HBO. <laughs> I'm rewatching the grown up life is funny. <laughs> I know it's so insane. Uh, I've been playing some Animal Crossing, but not a lot. Uh, mm. I kind of like this game because uh, it's really good for completionist people, just like me. Mm. You know, you want to complete like some stuff. It's like completing the Pokédex in Pokémon. And I've been playing some right. Pokémon as well. Uh, oh, cool! Which one? Bro? Uh, the Shield. Uh, I'm. Ah, okay. I'm trying to finish the finish. I'm trying to catch as ma as many Pokémon as I as I can, uh, just to get the uh -huh. full Pokédex. 
Uh, I don't want to become too obsessive about it because it's not the national one. So uh, mm. it would have been so much better just to have the full Pokedex, the full national Pokedex. I would love that game so much more. Oh, absolutely. But it's the way it is. Uh, I'm really mm -hmm. looking forward to the new Pokemon game that will be released in 2022. It's insane. Right. I just want to play right. that one. Like now. That one is supposed to be the one Pokemon <laughs> the game, one. right? So, 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 so they better take this seriously. Oh, yeah. Bro. Oh, yeah. I hope so too. <laughs> I hope so too. Bro, today, mm -hmm. we started a mini series about a month ago. Right. And we started with amazing books uh, that are called The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> and today, Here I go. and today, <laughs> we we are touching the Grail today because today we'll be discussing mm -hmm. about the the movies. Actually, the movies, bro. Okay. Yes. I'm so happy that we're recording this episode today. Same. I mean, it, it's like so. Guillaume and I are a little insane when, when it's. <laughs> When the subject is the Lord of the Rings, we we, we kind of lose it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it, it, it's awesome that you you know it, it's great when you find someone who is as crazy as you are about a franchise and and bro, th that's a perfect match. I mean, mm -hmm. I uh, my sister asked me recently mm -hmm. what we were going to record about. Oh, okay. In our next episode, and, and I told her it was about the the three uh, movies, uh -huh. the Lord of the Rings, and. It was like, it's been a long time since they were released. So, do you really think that there is something to talk about? And I was like, there's a universe to talk about. Like, we could make like 10 episodes about it. Yes, give us 20 hours. We'll discuss about the Lord of the Rings for 20 hours. No, it's, it's insane. This franchise is insane. And I think we should start with something that we both agree on. Is that Peter Jackson did a fantastic work it's amazing like those movies are splendid like probably the okay, best movies uh, ever released right i i, I just want to thank him right now yes. you know I, I i'm going to use the fact that we are famous now so people actually know who we are <laughs> <laughs> and thank him deeply because bro i mean we have so many shitty book adaptations out there yes. right yes and 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 when you're you're supposed to adapt the lord of the rings all three books mm -hmm. into movies mm -hmm. i mean that's a huge responsibility it's very easy to mess it up yes because the the books are wonderful mm -hmm. and and they are long and they are deep mm -hmm. and they are complex mm -hmm. so it had it, it was really easy to screw it up but he did it wonderfully so the game bros thank him deeply for his wonderful work <laughs> <laughs> and and so today we won't talk about the hobbit uh that's not the purpose of of today's episode maybe we'll do an episode mm -hmm. later like about it but i don't think so Sounds what is cool. yeah maybe what what is amazing about the lord of the rings and i'm talking about the three movies uh compared to the hobbit and I think it was Gandalf, the, the actor that is playing G Gandalf, that said that mm -hmm. uh, in a later note, that for the Lord of the Rings, they actually shot most of the movies outside, you know, mm -hmm. in New Zealand. So it was amazing, you know, like Holy those shit. great landscapes and so on. And for mm -hmm. The Hobbit, it was kind of uh, the opposite. It was 
the majority of the movie was uh, shot in front of green screens. I see. Which is, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad because, again, it was Peter Jackson, but like with the dragons mm -hmm. and like what they had to do, you know, the mines and so on, they needed green screens. But right. what I like the most, I think, with those three movies, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, is that you can tell that it's not fake. You know, the landscapes, like all the shots are amazing. It's just amazing. Right? Bro, what a brilliant way of opening this discussion. Because, I mean, seriously, like every single picture. Sometimes I want to watch yes. these movies and, and just like pause them. Yes. Every two scenes or so, mm -hmm. I want to pause them mm -hmm. and I want to admire the view. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really want to visit that country now. Yes. Like it, it, it's it's in like my my to-do list like for for life. I know. You know? Same. It's pretty far, uh, especially now from mm -hmm. California and from Brazil as well. Like it's I mean Oosh. more than 24 hours to go to New right. Zealand and it's like at least three flights, sometimes four. So it's right. not super easy to do, but I'm with you there, bro. It's like the the landscapes and like all the scenery's just fantastic. It's exactly, bro. I and, and and I mean, speaking about like building up the magic that is necessary mm -hmm. to make these three movies. Mm -hmm. uh, as you very brilliantly said, it's you look at every single scene and there is nothing fake about it. Yeah, because the the landscape is natural, mm -hmm. and because the actors are fucking awesome bro let yeah i mean let's face it there has never been a better cast and uh, i agree like so much with that I, I think that peter jackson it was probably like the best thing he did for those movies is to find the perfect cast and every every time a new character is being introduced for instance mm -hmm. faramir uh Boromir's brother mm. And I mean, like mm -hmm. we are like touching base now on the characters. It's probably not the moment, but anyways, no, I it, it's okay, bro. It's let's time. let's go yes. back and forth. Yes. It's time. <laughs> Farmio, for instance, is an amazing character. He's complex. Mm -hmm. He's not like his brother. And right. I, like I was kind of waiting for that moment, like to have new characters being introduced. Uh, in like, and this this time it was in the second movie uh, that we see Farmio right. for the first time, mm -hmm. but. The cast is amazing. This actor, for instance, is fantastic. He's just a secondary actor. Mm -hmm. I mean secondary. He's like important, but he's not so important. He's not part of the fellowship right. whatsoever, but still. The cast is amazing. Theoden, for instance. I mean, Rohan and so and so on. It's They are doing such a fantastic job. They're like here. Exactly, and and it's, it's insane. It's so good. It <laughs> I mean, it, it's like, it's not, to me, they were not like playing the characters, mm -hmm. they were leaving them, you know, like every I single agree. one of them. <laughs> I mean, the guy who plays Gollum, he's a genius. He's a fucking genius. I mean, so I've seen him in, in, in a few Marvel movies. He's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Yes. He, he's an extraordinary actor. Mm -hmm. But as Gollum, he is not playing Gollum. He is Gollum. Yes. I mean... He invented, he incorporated that mm -hmm. that amazing character in such an awesome way, bro. It's so complex. It's insane, but yeah. bro, I mean, 
I think we should go and take a deep breath and go movie by movie because I'm I'm so hyped right now. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> oh no my idea. god. Okay, okay bro. Let, let's talk about the fellowship. fellowship. Let's talk about the fellowship of the ring. Okay. Yeah, you should start, bro. You should start. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I'm not gonna tell you why you should start. I'm gonna tell uh -huh. like the, the listeners later because like this movie is really important to me. Like, uh, it's oh, very yeah. important. All right. Okay, bro. Let's see. I mean, I'm going to uh, use this episode today so to also draw a lot of like parallels mm -hmm. with books and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I must say that I, I read a lot nowadays. And, and part of the reason why I, I developed this really great habit, mm -hmm. I mean, reading is, is a rare habit these days and, and it's very important in my opinion. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I mean, this book is, is part of the reason why I, I learned to enjoy books, Same. right? So, bro, I, I read the, the book, to be honest, after I watched the, the first movie, okay. because the, the, the Fellowship of the Ring was the introduction mm -hmm. to the universe to me. Mm -hmm. and, and so I, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to read this book. Yeah. This is too good to yes. should just stick with the movies, right? Mm -hmm. and, and bro, I, I must say that the movie, like the first one, is extraordinary because it has so many characters to introduce. Mm -hmm. It has such a dense story to introduce because that's a little part mm -hmm. of the whole Tolkien universe. Yes. So, so much has already happened mm -hmm. when the, the first movie starts and, and they have to give all of that to you and you have to understand what's happening. Yes. I mean, What's happening with the ring? Who was Sauron? What yes. what what happened way before and and all the races and so it's a lot to talk about yes. in 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 one movie mm -hmm. and and they did it very nicely in my opinion, bro. Yeah, no, and it's amazing because it starts with the ring, mm -hmm. why it was made uh, to rule mm -hmm. them all basically, uh, and yeah. I think it was the the introduction is brilliant. It's fantastic. You can harness the power of Sauron. You know, like you can, f you can feel yeah. that is like mm -hmm. evil, pure evil. But at l is so good at the same. I mean, so good, like so strong at the same time. He can defeat the whole army by himself, and that's basically yeah. what you can grasp fr from that introduction. And so you can mm -hmm. feel that this little ring that has been lost at some point is going to be central. And of course, like the Lord of the Rings. So you guess mm -hmm. that it's going to be an important part of the of the movies. But I think, and I'm with you there, um, the way it was constructed, and I think that this movie is taking sometimes some shortcuts, which makes mm -hmm. total sense and is the case for all the movies. And so that's yeah. why it's good to make some parallels, but at the same time, we have to understand that uh, Peter Jackson was not able to shoot like a seven or eight hour movie like every time like for every we week. wish yeah we wish oh I mean I would like <laughs> I, that. I would be down but yeah but, but, but I agree bro and something that I would uh, advise our listeners like to do is probably to look at the extended versions 
for mm-hmm. all those movies. And I'm not saying, of course, those are very long movies uh, with the extended version, sometimes up to four hours. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's crucial to watch them because uh, when the director is cutting some scenes out of a movie, um, it's only for the... Um, theater purpose you know like you cannot be yeah. like too long so like sometimes you have to stick with three hours and so on but yeah some scenes are so important you know like for instance exactly that man. first movie starts with hobbits in the books and when you start with uh the movie the with the director's cut like not the extended version you don't see a lot about the hobbits. You see like mm-hmm. the Shire right away, like after the intro, you see the Shire, you yeah. see Frodo, and that's pretty much it. But the extended yeah. version has, if I'm not mistaken, like something around like 10 minutes about hobbits. And exactly. I fucking love that scene. Like that, it's, it's incredible because it's exactly like the books, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I just love it. Bro, and, and I mean, I, I, I'm completely 100% agreeing with you right now because the thing is, I mean, think about the scenes when, when they were forging the One Ring. Yes. Right? Because so Sauron was so mischievous that he, he forged his ring mm-hmm. in secret. Yes. Whilst forging a shit ton of rings to everyone so he was like oh i'm i'm your brother here come here i'm gonna give you a gift such a bad guy <laughs> and i mean even even when you look at like peter jackson was such a genius because that scene when they like the dwarves are receiving the rings and and the humans and the the elves i mean you look at the 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 rings he forged for the elves mm-hmm. they're very pretty yeah. they have huge stones on them so Why? Because he was yes. so smart that he was like, this race is very proud. Yes. The, the, their, their problem is the pride. So mm. I'm going to win them by giving them something extremely wonderful that people would envy. Oh, right? That's so true. And, 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 and for the humans, it's like huge rings made of pure gold with emblems from their family everything that you're you're like yeah yeah that's the stuff i mean (laughs) honestly if if i was a king back then i'd be like can you give me one please i mean it's really cute (laughs) like really they're wonderful right Mm -hmm. and so the reason why i'm saying all of this is because it's very important to understand that sauron was a genius because he saw the weakness in every single race and he knew how to explore them Mm -hmm. and so when you understand why first he completely ignored the presence of the hobbits Mm -hmm. because he never thought that they could they could do actually like they could actually do something meaningful in middle earth because they were so you know small and peaceful and 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 not violent at all, right? Mm-hmm. So, so he completely ignored them. <laughs> and the truth is, I mean, if he actually paid attention to them, he would have probably given them food instead of a ring, because <laughs> I, I think they would be down for that. <laughs> but I think that when you realize like who they are as a species, mm-hmm. as a race, mm-hmm. you see like that the, they again they represent innocence. Yes. They. They, they are the childish part. Yes. And that is the key to defeat him because it's the part that he ignores. So yes. it's wonderful what they do for that intro because you're like, these guys want to have fun, drink, eat, 
they do talk shit about their neighbors, but who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, bro, they're wonderful. <laughs> it's, yeah, such an amazing <clears throat> introduction. And so I'm going to say it right away. Uh, that's my favorite movie. Like in that mm -hmm. trilogy, The Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite because it was the one that got me into it. You know, every time mm -hmm. I'm watching the first one, I know I want to watch the, the second and the third, but I never, I never watched, let's say, The Return of the King without watching The Fellowship first. Like, I have to uh -huh. start with that amazing first movie. I have to. Yeah. It's part of the tradition, you know? Like, used, and I don't know, maybe some people around are able to just like watch the second one. The, the Two Towers is pretty mm -hmm. amazing. And we'll, we'll go into the details later about the two towers, but the second and third are great movies. But it's the it's probably the only franchise and trilogy where I have to start from the beginning every fucking time. I have to mm -hmm. start with the Fellowship of the Ring, and it's my favorite movie, and probably one of my favorite movie ever. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can say that. I Bro. think I can. That, that that's amazing i mean a lot of people actually think it's the worst and, mm -hmm. and i think those are the people that don't actually get the lord of the rings because yes. they say it's too much walking and too much <laughs> traveling and blah 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 but bro i'm with you there i'm with you there because you know especially when when they assemble the fellowship of the ring mm -hmm. and you met and and you meet, you get to know all of them mm -hmm. and and how the races are in constant war i mean yes. it's such a bickery everyone wants to be more important or more powerful or prettier i i it's and that's when you understand how aside from everything else the hobbits truly are and yes if it wasn't for frodo and sam and and mary and pippin i mean they couldn't even agree as to who would actually bring the ring somewhere know. you know just just know. to really start the journey like no they, they couldn't get into a common sense because they don't trust each other mm -hmm. and and so they come as this neutral race and and it's, it it becomes clear to us that you know the power of the ring is extremely strong in some races and not so much for others and i think us humans are the most easily corrupted by them, but by it, right? So yeah, and what it's I, crazy, bro. What I like too is that you realize in those movie, like in this movie, that most of the decisions are given to like not the hobbits, but at least to Frodo. You really, mm -hmm. and I mean Gandalf is doing it a lot. Every time he has to take a huge, important decision, it's always, True. okay, let's ask Frodo. And you, you understand that Frodo is central. Uh, at this time, it's not so much Sam. Uh, Sam is becoming yeah. hugely important later, probably by the mm -hmm. end of the first movie, we should say. But yeah. not, not at the beginning. Like, he's important, he's there, but he was like sneaky in the bushes. And so <laughs> he, like, he, become, <laughs> he becomes involved like... It was not like he didn't. He did not by accident. Yeah, yeah, pretty much by accident. And what I like too is that with that movie, on that mo in that movie, you can tell that the, the complexity of the races, as you said. So, for instance, Boromir is very weak, but 
you later uh, learn that he was an amazing warrior. And you can tell in the first movie, but you can tell that he was an amazing warrior. He was great to his troops. He was great to mm -hmm. his people. He was an amazing leader. And what I like... a really good son. Yeah. And a really good son. Like yeah. he, he always wanted to make his dad proud. It, That's it, true. Is, and you learn that uh, in the third movie, pretty much, but mm -hmm. or second one. But what is essential here is that this first movie, even though Bormir is kind of like dark in certain situations, is that by the end of the movie, you can tell that even though the fellowship is kind of broken by the end. Peter Jackson is doing an amazing job, like putting Bormir where it should be, you know, like mm -hmm. respecting Aragorn as the heir of the throne to the throne, uh, being the true king. And mm -hmm. I mean, I love that scene. You know, it's like intense. Uh, Bormir is just dying. And even though he made like some weird choices, he's there, he's respecting Aragorn. He knows he's going to die. And I mean, yeah. this this scene is very important like i and that's why like this this movie is intense you lose gandalf you, you don't know at this time yeah. if he's if he will come back like i i read the books before watching mm -hmm. the movies so i knew he was going to come mm -hmm. back at some point but for people that were were introduced yeah. to the lord of the rings but with the movies you lose such an amazing character at this time like it's like exactly. my god he's fighting the barog is dying you don't know why that's intense like everyone is crying exactly. afterwards and this the scenes the landscapes are amazing too when you're oh. in, the, in the mountain with the snow and bro like what can i say it's my fucking favorite movie <laughs> bro and i mean every single detail now that you you mentioned the the, the scenes in the mountains because I remember they they're going through the snow right yes. and fucking Saruman <sighs> is casting a spell on them yeah, fuck so you. they're basically freezing to death mm -hmm. and I mean even though Peter Jackson didn't even want to focus on that mm -hmm. because you know everything is so wonderful in that movie he realized that everyone is buried in snow mm -hmm. And Legolas is simply walking on it because he's too light. So, I mean, every single detail is wonderful. Is yes. wonderful. Yes. And, and bro, I remember just thinking when, when Gandalf died, mm -hmm. quote unquote, uh, I, I remember thinking, well, maybe they had to kill him mm -hmm. because otherwise it would be too easy because he's too powerful. And, and, and little I knew that the wizards, the, the more powerful they are, the less power they should use. I mean, and, and, and that's key to being a good wizard. You're, yes. you're supposed to be there helping the races understand because you're older. You've seen a lot. You're, mm -hmm. you're way more mature to understand that wars are like they don't mean shit. And, and when they do happen, you should just bring the balance. And, and so... That was really touching to me when, when I saw him dying and, and everyone crying. I was like, okay, the fellowship is completely broken already. Mm -hmm. uh, but only to understand that in the second movie, everything was going to change and we would finally have the white wizard. Yes. Middle Earth was in desperate need of. So, yes. bro, I think that was 
really awesome to introduce the the first movies yes. because it, it's pretty much when when Gandalf dies and 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 Boromir you know is pretty much taken up by the ring mm -hmm. and only before the very end he actually realizes the mistake and mm -hmm. he pretty much dies to try uh, trying to save the hobbits yes, right so very true he he really he truly realizes that he messed up and the ring is too powerful to him mm -hmm. so that's when we basically have the fellowship broken you know breaking up mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and and i mean that's when sam and frodo become a branch mm -hmm. and and the really powerful triplets become another one yes <laughs> right and it's it's so important because that's the very beginning of the second movie the two towers and i i love that this movie starts with two different like odysseys or journeys because you yeah. can tell that they are not going like the same way like the two uh, the two hobbits are trying to go to Mordor they don't know how to and they tell that mm -hmm. at the very end of the first movie like we'll, we'll have to figure it out and yeah. and the three like the triplet is trying to save the hobbits and I find this cause so noble you know Mm -hmm. They know that the fellowship is done and broken, but still, they have to save their friends. And that's pretty amazing because that's something that was started with Boromir. It was like, he made a mistake, as you said, but mm -hmm. he, he realized that with the Urukais that were around, like the two other hobbits were going to die. And so yeah. he had to defend them. And that's su such a hero right there. You know, like you were introduced mm -hmm. to the true hero yeah. that Boromir was and and I, I like it because then like they are kind of running you know like at the beginning of movie two like Aragorn Legolas and Gimli and Gimli cannot really run he says oh I'm a sprinter and <laughs> I'm here to run for long distances and it's uh -huh. it's so good because they are chasing the Huruks and that's when we become introduced to the Rohan right the riders yes ah oh, I love that just love that oh bro i mean uh, and, and and then again right we we see elements from the books and from the movies that are i think you can simply watch them and see for what they are mm -hmm. first plane mm -hmm. and you can really understand what he meant what tolkien meant when he was writing things and and i think king's king theoden's story is is very deep it's much deeper than you know, a king who was possessed. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, w when you see that fucking snake mm -hmm. whispering stuff to his ears, I mean, the the way I see that was a magnificent king mm -hmm. who let someone with really bad intentions, you know, get too much of his attention. Mm -hmm. And he lost himself over the years. So... Theoden, I mean, is probably like the highlight of the second movie to me. Because mm -hmm. first, I, I freaking love that actor. I mm -hmm. think he did an extraordinary job. Yes. And and he's a really badass king too. <laughs> he's good. So so you you respect him right away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and I mean, you you understand that Saruman is actually behind all of that, mm -hmm. and and Gandalf is back, but when you see that he's like all aged and and his king is his kingdom is going into ruin and 
all because of that guy whispering shit to his ears. I mean, that right there is to me like, hey, sometimes you you gotta take these people who are talking shit to you and fucking banish them from your life, mm-hmm. and you know, find yourself again. Yeah, maybe the truth is inside you. It's it's hidden in you and. And and when he comes back and, and he's even much younger when when yeah. they finally right get to rescue him, that's precisely how I feel. Like sometimes in life you you are so like consumed by you know negative people and people telling you what to do and what not to do and mm-hmm. and at at some point when you finally realize that and you you're like you know what fuck this I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's when you're reborn. That that's how I see that. <clears throat> yeah. And <clears throat> what I like too is that uh, other than just like being around Theoden, it's a complex story. It's always hard to be the second movie in a trilogy, but I think it's probably mm-hmm. the best middle, one of the best middle episodes you can get. Um, because like it's complex. At some point, you think that you're losing uh, Aragorn. He was fighting mm-hmm. against wargs, and at some point, he's like, falling off a cliff and you think he's dead um like everyone is like everyone is devastated because like everyone was waiting for Aragorn to be kind not king at this moment but you had like high hopes for that guy and so like everyone is seeing him dead or picturing him dead but his horse is able to save him i mean Mm -hmm. it's all these little details so for instance when uh theoden's son is dying and dies yeah like when they are talking about the flowers that only grow on the graves of kings you know mm-hmm. and future kings it's beautiful like the message in this movie is great but a lot of mm-hmm. people are actually picturing the the two towers for what it is a lot of battles like the yeah. huge battle that is taking place and starts like I would say at mid-movie, like in the middle of the movie, but when you have right. the extended version, it's basically two fucking hours of epic battles. It's insane. I just love it. <laughs> oh, bro, it, th- that movie gets really intense really fast. Yes. Because, you know, Saruman, Saruman and Sauron were like teaming up. Mm-hmm. And, and they were really smart because they were like, we have to split to conquer. Yes. So humans are still very powerful. And so are the elves. Uh, the, the dwarves are pretty much hidden mm-hmm. during this, this all these uh, books and movies. So it, it's very hard to see them as a massive army or mm-hmm. anything. Uh, but, but the humans are truly the most problematic race for Sauron during this period mm-hmm. of middle earth mm-hmm. uh, we have become very organized there were kingdoms in the past that were extremely united and, mm-hmm. and they forged a massive army and power and so passing all these years and without aragorn uh, i think after the falling of arathorn his father the kingdoms sort of like split up mm-hmm. And that was the perfect moment for Sauron to conquer, mm-hmm. and and everything was really well thought because they were like, uh, the 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 king or the rage side who was actually taking control of the majority of the humans mm-hmm. 
wasn't really there for them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Theoden was possessed and was pretty much a puppet, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so the timing was perfect if it wasn't for Gandalf to realize what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and also for, I think, Mary, or no, I think it was Pippin who actually uh, touched the globe, right? Yes. And, and got to see a little bit of what was going to happen. Yes. Uh, so so they they had to act really fast and and a thing that happens during the the battle of the hornburg is that humans during the books are supposed to fight by themselves mm-hmm. you know so the only elf that was there was legolas and the only dwarf was gimli mm-hmm. uh, and and that army of elves that appears uh and, and it's a wonderful scene every time i see them coming i mean i i want to clap i want to cry yeah. i want to think mm-hmm. It's very touching, and and I mean that doesn't actually happen in the books. The the elves just say, "That's not our war anymore. We are leaving Middle Earth." Mm-hmm. So, I I think that was actually brilliant. Yes. If I had to choose between the two versions, mm-hmm. I would actually go for the movie version. Yes, you know, I agree. Yeah, and Peter Jackson, it's in that movie that you can tell that is taking some liberties um, and not mm-hmm. respecting fully the books. And some people can bitch about it and be like, oh, it's not exactly oh, yeah. what was oh, written. It didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. But what Peter Jackson did is a wonderful job. In my opinion, like you cannot do a better job than this. Um, it's, it's a full story that even if you don't want to read the books, you will like. So of course it's yeah. kind of diverging in some like f- mm-hmm. regarding some parts of the books and and movies but still the story is so compelling it's so well made all the details are there I mean there is nothing not explained at some point in the movies and I'm not talking about the books like the books are amazing too and are slightly different in some regards but Peter Jackson was like very like tr- trying to give all the details like all of them are given there like okay this is going to happen Gandalf will rise on at, at dawn of like the third day I don't remember the details now I have yeah. to rewatch the movie uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> pretty mu- it's pretty much that you know like all the details were given uh, mm-hmm. Pippin that touched the glo- touches the globe and you realize that yeah it was a nice plan uh, from the two uh, evil dudes uh, that is, are trying to split the yeah. humans and it's it's great and first it's one of the most epic battle that you'll see uh, in the Lord of the Rings movies it's yes. happening and it's it's raining I mean it's so dark and at first like the elves are dying uh, pretty much mm-hmm. all dead you, you know it's over like it's I mean it's bad at this right. moment of the movie you're like oh fuck they have been like fighting for an hour or something and they are all dead and still Argon is like taking Gimli and like throwing Gimli like just to destroy some <laughs> Uruks yeah and the way it was Real. shot is amazing right you you have like some yes. IOL scenes and how my, I fucking love that it's a good battle mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's wonderful I mean the two things that really touch me about the second movie. The first one is before the first movie, honestly, I saw Aragorn as Strider. Yes. 
I saw him as a guy who didn't want to take responsibility for who he was. Mm -hmm. He was very nice. He was an extraordinary warrior. Uh, but I was like, this guy is hiding from his fate. And I don't think he has what it takes to be the king. Mm -hmm. But when you realize that the war is about to start, everyone is freaking terrified of Saruman's war army. Mm -hmm. Everyone is shitting their pants. <clears throat> the king is like, so Theoden is actually doing a great job, but he gets hurt really early in the battle. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and that's when you see that Aragorn is, a, is an incredible leader because everyone is afraid Mm -hmm. But with his speeches and, and his way of fighting and like he's always putting himself first, like between the two armies, like mm -hmm. he's trying everything he can. So that's when I was like, you know what? This guy is going to be a great king probably. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I see is like Aragorn is becoming a leader. Yeah. In that movie, it, it gets very, very clear to me. And the second thing, and that is a really sad thing to me. Oh is with the odyssey so the second the parallel odyssey mm -hmm. when you realize that the ring is finally getting frodo yeah true and 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 that's really sad to me because the, the influence of the ring is basically taking what taking out what the hobbits have that is most wonderful mm -hmm. hope dreams even this uh innocence i mean mm -hmm. it's really important to be innocent sometimes mm -hmm. and 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 the ring is slowly taking that from him so these are the two things it's from one side you see aragorn finally showing his true face mm -hmm. and the other side is like okay frodo is a is a is on a clock you know yeah a and that is really sad to me i would add another thing i would say that uh, we are introduced to Gollum for the kind of the first time. We, we saw him during like the first movie, but it was not. He was not a central character, and he's mm -hmm. like finally becoming like part of the duo, you know. And now it's kind of a trio with Sam, Frodo, and Gollum, and he's like guiding right. them to uh, to Mordor. But you know that uh, he's a bad guy, and he wants the ring eventually, mm -hmm. and so he's central is like becoming central and you understand in that movie that uh, Gollum will be important um, regarding the fate of the ring, you know? You don't yeah. know what will happen if you haven't read the books. Uh, it's still kind of a cliffhanger. You're like, oh my God, what can happen? Because that guy is not good. He's trying to splitting like Sam from Frodo, like he's, yeah. he's a bad guy. And he's like, even mm -hmm. like, dreaming of stuff he wants to kill the hobbits and he's such a bad guy and as you said i mean frodo is getting consumed by the power of the ring and he's kind of like teaming up with Gollum, and you're like what the yeah. fuck is happening there that's not fine you know do something no, no. Ah. And, and, and sam is such a wonderful friend and, and when you realize what is happening i mean sam is always genuine about everything yeah. he does. Yes. And, and because Frodo is so obsessed with the ring and not losing it, and Gollum is obviously just, you know, waiting for an opportunity, especially after uh, Faramir captures him. Mm -hmm. and, and, and he basically thinks of Frodo as not a protector anymore, but a threat. Yes. I, I think that's when 
fucking Gollum is back, like the really mischievous Gollum is back. Yes. Because his Smeagol version is actually yeah. much nicer. And, right? And, and you're, you're right. I mean, at some point you can think of a Smeagol as a good uh, hobbit and yeah. like as, yeah. as if he was back. But you can tell by the end of the movie that it's not the case anymore and that no. he has an evil plan that will be coming in uh, part three and it's pretty evil. It's pretty bad and I don't exactly. like spiders. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no spoilers. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's spoiler alert, I should say. It's, it's kind of crazy because Gollum is becoming like true evil by the end of the two towers. Mm -hmm. And bro, yeah. I have to ask you a question there. I told you mm -hmm. that uh, the first movie was my favorite one. And I think that you kind of like The Two Towers. Do you prefer, like, which movie do you prefer? Before we enter into, like, describing mm -hmm. The Return of the King, which one is your favorite one? I have my idea, yeah, but I want it, to hear it from you. It, it's, it's The Return. It's okay, the return yeah, the I was pretty sure of that. But you are describing yeah. The Two Towers with... Uh, so much love, you know, I'm like, maybe he's like mm -hmm. just in love with that one. And I'm in love <laughs> with that one. And yeah, I mean, to me, it's really difficult to actually separate them and say, I like mm -hmm. this one the most, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, they're, they're obviously part of one thing, mm -hmm. uh, but too many events that make me cry mm -hmm. or laugh or want to, you know, grab a sword and fight with them. Yes. Uh, the, the third one is like, I cannot just sit still and watch it. It's so intense that I, I you know, I, yes. I, I, it's hard for me to describe. I mean, I told you that every every year for my birthday, I like to watch the trilogy. Yes. And, and every year is the same thing to me, like towards end, because the first and second movie, building up all this stuff, showing where the war is coming, because the truth is they do win the battle. Yeah. towards the end of the, the the two towers they they finally take out saruman yes but i think it's only to realize that sauron is so damn strong that <laughs> yes it's like okay we won a battle but we will most likely lose the war yes. that, that's the the touch in the end right yes. and so the third movie which is supposed to start as like oh but they won the battle that's great it, it's like oh my god they're so screwed right mm -hmm. yeah at, at least that's how i feel you know I, i'm gonna be honest with you because we we are making some parallels between the books and the movies and for the first movie i mean the first one uh the fellowship of the ring i would say that i prefer the book uh over the uh -huh. movie even though the movie is amazing extraordinary like that's my favorite one as i told you but for the two towers i know uh, you you don't see that coming but i think i prefer the movie to the book like mm -hmm. it's it's so complex so many feelings inside you know like theoden losing a, a son uh you think that you're losing aragorn you're seeing like the mm -hmm. uh, the, the the character of gollum becoming important and this battle that is just bad you're losing the elves uh, that were here to help and you know that they are fucking immortals so they are just basically giving their lives uh, for oh, yeah. f for for humans you know and like for this pact uh, that they had uh, thousands of years uh, before or hundreds of years mm -hmm. before it's it's poignant you know it's 
I love and and yeah I'm gonna say it, it, it that's usually not the book I enjoy the most because it's in the it's in the middle and when I read them yeah uh, it's basically the middle part of the book because I have the three books combined uh, it's not my uh -huh. favorite one it's very important but mm -hmm. I'm gonna say that this movie is extraordinary like to me yeah it's so important to have this movie you know like and i i had some friends in the past that were kind of skipping that one because they like the first one what? they like the last one and they oh, don't no, get yes but for me the two towers is an amazing movie it's probably like the, it's impeccable yeah like that's where peter jackson is showing that he's a true genius because with the first genius. one he had he had a lot of material to work on you know like they are mm -hmm. walking a lot. <laughs> he has a lot of stuff to show, uh, like the interactions between the races and so on. But this one, if you think about it, and when you read the book, the book, it's pretty much like battle over battle over discussion, but it's not the same, you know? And this time it's in a movie. You're like watching those battles, those epic battles happening. I mean, pff, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly bro it's so good i mean I, as i told you even the things that he adds that weren't necessarily mm -hmm. part of the book mm -hmm. i think he did it wonderfully you know whenever he adds stuff he does that wonderfully yes. and and bro and, and i think that sort of expands to the third movie in my opinion because yes. there are some real nice touches mm -hmm. in my opinion mm -hmm. in the third movie but bro i mean i don't know about you but I remember when I I finished the second book, mm -hmm. I was like really crap in my pants. I really thought that they were going to lose in the end. Yeah. Because I think they, as I said, they defeated the army of Saruman just to realize that Saruman was way too strong for them now. Mm -hmm. Way too strong. And, and the humans are completely lost. Mm -hmm. So... Gondor did not answer to Theoden's cry for help. Bastards. Those fucking bastards. And so you're basically thinking, okay, they're going to fight separately. And, yes. and even if they combined forces, mm -hmm. it's not enough. Because, you know, Sauron not only has a really deadly army of creatures that don't actually, you know, feel anything. They, they don't... They're not afraid of dying. They don't have anything to lose. They're, they're just like war machines. Mm -hmm. Plus, he has a whole bunch of creatures that, you know, frighten humans. Mm -hmm. And he actually made very important partnerships with humans from the south. Yes. So, when you combine all that force, I, I remember just thinking, like, they're going to lose in the end. I, I think we're going to see them all dying or something. So... I, I remember starting reading with a lot of fear. Yes. <laughs> That's the truth. I was expecting not of them to die. I was kind of expecting Gondor to lose the battle, but the hobbits uh -huh. destroying the ring. Yeah, like, you know, something okay. chaotic, uh, pretty bad too. Uh -huh. But in the end, I was expecting something like, you know what, like everyone will be hobbits in the the end it will be fine uh the humans yeah. will die but that's okay because mm -hmm. hobbits are great uh i was kind exactly. of expecting that <laughs> but i see the the brilliance uh that like what is happening in that movie is great it's again poignant because you you realize that aragorn will be important at some point 
uh, that is really like fighting to or trying to make or to defeat murder and so he's taking another mm -hmm. path no one was expecting that so he's leaving before mm -hmm. the battle and you're like what the fuck is going on when you watch the movie mm -hmm. at first you're like uh i'm not getting it that's not fine yeah and you have elwin that has uh um not pippin but mary with her and that's great oh. because mary wants to fight and join pippin that just joined the mm -hmm. gondor army bro what what can we say it's like everything is kind of like intricated like you know you know that the puzzle yeah. will be made at some point and that you will have mm -hmm. the, the the pieces joined but you yeah. don't know you cannot know and what is great uh, kind of at the beginning is that you understand that theoden will join uh the battle and that will fight because he's over uh like he's not just is is more than a king you know he's amazing yeah. he exactly. can he can be better than Gondor and he's just showing that he's like you know what we'll fight and if we have to die we'll die for our liberty you know our freedom exactly I love it I just love it oh bro I I love it too and I mean Theoden is an actual king and yes. it's and it becomes very clear to us that Faramir's dad mm -hmm. is not a king mm -hmm. he was there mm -hmm. he was uh, using his power he was somehow governing Gondor, but he was so far from being a king, mm -hmm. and especially after he realized that his oldest is dead, he loses it. Yeah. He, he's completely mad, he's and mad. he lost our hope, and he sends his uh, younger son to pretty much his death. Oh. Right. So, so that scene is like ah. very painful to me because you realize that he has like fifteen soldiers with him, and the other guys have the actual city, so they have the advantage of walls and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're like, they're going to die. There is nothing left for them to do. And and I mean, that scene when, you know, the uh, the, the the puppets of Sauron, how, how are they called again? The, the humans that were corrupted. Uh, um, uh, the Nazgul. I forgot the term now. The Nazgul's. Thank you, bro. When the Nazgul's are like flying towards them. And, you know, they're just like running and they're just like throwing the horses and... And if it wasn't for Gandalf to just like sort of, mm -hmm. I don't know, exorcise them from, from mm -hmm. the battlefield, mm -hmm. he would have been eaten alive probably. And, and, yeah. and so I think that's when you realize that like Gondor is no more. They're like yeah. weaker than ever, even though they're like the strongest city. And what is right? great, uh, let me take you back to that scene because Peter Jackson is such a genius. Uh, when Farmir is like riding his horse with uh, with the other soldiers and trying to like take back the city and you know it's a lost, lost cause you, you know uh -huh. that it's the moment when his father that is mad uh, is eating and he's asking Pippin to sing something mm. and do, do you remember that scene like that scene is so intense and I remember I was uh, in a movie theater back then and I cried because you know he's gonna die or you expect yeah. Farmir to die with the other soldiers and the father doesn't care at all he's just mm -hmm. mad and he's asking the poor hobbit just to sing and the, the song that uh, Pippin sings is just beautiful but sad yeah. mm -hmm. and 
oh fuck like that's a good scene like i think it's probably my favorite scene of the whole movie you know uh, yeah, maybe of the maybe. trilogy because it's intense you know what is happening that's true it's slow-mo uh horses mm -hmm. are beautiful too you know like it's intense and that guy like just with his voice singing oh bro like <laughs> i don't know like that's yeah, a great scene <laughs> there you go i i think you described it wonderfully because oh. i mean he he's already so sad and and he realized that he's working for a mad king yes and he's not even a king but ah, yeah. and and I mean, he's forced to sing, and I mean, hobbits love to sing. Yes. That, that's their thing. They're very happy. But in that very moment, he is broken. He yeah. has no hope, and, and it's a perfect parallel with the actual scene. So, mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing. I think that's the climax. Uh, yeah. I remember Gandalf talking to him, and Gandalf pretty much is pretty much telling him that that dying is not the end mm -hmm. and yes. he's telling him how wonderful the, the the afterlife is and he's basically preparing him to die yes and and he's the wisest yes. and he's like we're fucked we, we don't have the power to defeat sorrow anymore mm -hmm. and so he's trying everything he can but he's basically saying look it's wonderful it's just another you know period of life it's part of it and and i think tolkien was very um, uh, religious, I yes. believe, because he gives that tone all the time. He he puts everything like in a in a line. So death and life and afterlife and and parallel universes—they're all happening at the same time. Yes. So I truly believe that he he probably believed that, mm -hmm. and and so so they're pretty much ready to die. And one thing that we realize like right away is that if they hadn't the army of the dead yes that war would be the end of human race yes yeah and pretty much right, middle bro. earth what is and i think and i don't i still don't understand that what is intense to and it's a very short scene but i'm kind of pissed at this cut uh, that peter jackson made in the third movie it's the mm. fight and it's not really a fight technically but it's the when when gandalf is facing the witch king so mm -hmm. they are in the citadel and for the first time so um gandalf has uh, pippin behind him and he's like trying to like i don't know like fight or like go somewhere i don't remember i think he's trying to join um the uh, farmer's father that is about to die or like burn himself whatever uh -huh. and so he's like on his horse and now he's facing the witch king that arrives with his like creature and yeah fuck that's intense like he has uh, a sword with uh with flames and he's so powerful that he doesn't have to do anything and he breaks gandalf's staff and yeah. this is like to me probably one of the climax too you know that everything mm -hmm. is over like everyone mm -hmm. will basically die because it not with like without touching him is able to just destroy the most powerful wire that they that they have you know like <laughs> gandalf is the best he's yeah, old but he's exactly. fighting like a genius and at this oh, moment yeah. you're like he's so powerful fuck like is not even touching him and what i don't get is that it's only in the extended version 
And mm -hmm. I remember when I watched the movie at first in the in the movie theater. It was the director's cut, like the regular version. And at some point, you see Gandalf with his staff, normal. And then two scenes after, you're like, "Where is it? Like, where is the staff?" Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we only see the sword, and no one tells yeah. anything about it. And I was like, "What is happening there?" And when you see the extended version, you're like, "There is a fucking explanation." That's what happened, <laughs> right? Like Gandalf yeah. was that close of dying. Exactly. It's insane. <sighs> exactly, bro. And and I think that's when uh, the movie shows you that this war would have never been won by force. Yes. That's not the key to winning. Mm -hmm. And. And, and not even the white wizard can yes. actually use his raw power to, to win this war. So that right there is to show you how fucking awesome they are. The army of the dead is probably the most lethal force <laughs> on earth. So humans that escaped from war and were cursed yes. and like stuck in, in our world forever. And... And so Aragorn convinces them to redeem themselves. Yes. Of course, they're extremely deadly and they have really nothing left to lose. Uh -huh. So they're just this massive raw power. And, and I mean, when they finally appear in that <laughs> ship, that scene is simply wonderful, right? Yes. And, and I remember after th that battle is actually won. Because uh -huh. the truth is, okay... They won another battle, a battle that seemed impossible to win. Uh -huh. But Mordor is a fucking fortress, and Sauron can basically make more orcs yes. and, and Uruk high. So, so they were like, okay, we won another battle. That that was a really important one. But they are fucked. Mm -hmm. They know that they're fucked. They know it. And maybe the answer to actually winning the war by brutal force would be to not keeping your word. So Aragorn could very well said, you know what, you guys are really badass. Let's go to Mordor first and then I release you. Mm -hmm. But Aragorn is Aragorn. Yeah. His word has meaning. Yeah. And, and, and and I think that's when you're like, this guy's ready to be the king. Yeah. Right? Because Gimli is like, dude, don't do that. Yeah, don't release them. We need them. We need them. I know. <laughs> I know. And and you realize when at the beginning of the movie when um the elf, oh my god, what is his name? Um. Oh, whatever. When he gives him the blade, uh, telling him that he should embrace his fate, you know, and be the true mm. king. What is mm -hmm. what? What is his name? Oh, bro. Uh, oh. I'm trying to remember. It will come to me. Yes, same. Like I. Jesus. Oh. We needed to watch the movie. That's, yeah, that's fine. So you know ah. that when he has the blade, the sword, and he's going for the the dead army, like you know that he's ready. You know, but he's mm -hmm. not fully embracing it still. He has to show true power, like facing the, the the dead king. And so like he's doing it and you see that he has the blade and it's fantastic. And I, I mean, I love that scene, but you're right. It's exactly at this moment that you know that he's a wise king and that he will be truly amazing because that's not the end of the movie, right? No. You still have to destroy the ring because we are not talking about mm -hmm. the hobbits, but like crazy stuff happened to the hobbits. Oh, you th we thought that we lost Frodo mm -hmm. to a deadly fucking spider that is so gross. Like, I had to close my eyes <laughs> several really times. I had to. 
Oh, bro, you have arachnophobia, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. And this one <laughs> is so gross. That scene must be horrible to you. Bro. And the web, you know, it's kind of like sticky uh -huh. and gooey and... Yeah. Uh, exactly. And Gollum is such an asshole. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Fuck, fuck him. You know, and when Sam is like kind of disbanded, when like uh, Frodo is finally rejecting Sam and you're like, fuck, Sam is the best. Like you want to see Sam. And that when it's just like coming back, fighting because mm -hmm. he knows it's not over and he has to win over Frodo and like be good to his friend. I mean, that's when you start adoring Sam over Frodo you know like that's when yeah. the switch happens like at first it was like yeah Frodo is a is a badass like he's gonna do it by himself and that's when you realize in the movies that yeah no like you need Sam no. Sam is amazing exactly. Sam is the guy Sam is essential he's absolutely essential and I mean he pretty much survived the uh, power of the ring throughout the whole thing mm -hmm. I mean if there is a glimpse of hesitation when he takes the ring from what he thought was Frodo's body mm -hmm. and he's going to give the ring back to Frodo, he does hesitate for a few seconds, but that's about it. That's the yeah. extent of the power of the ring on, on Sam. Yeah. And I mean, Sam is a gardener. Sam is a really cool guy who just wants to cook and yes. have a really nice meal. And when he sees that he, his friend lost his life, mm -hmm. he was like, I'm going to fight that fucking spider. Yes. And I mean, he knew he had everything to lose that, that battle. And, mm -hmm. and he was like, I don't care. And, and if I survive, I will probably try to destroy the ring too. Because, yeah. you know, people are counting on this. Yeah. And, and, and all he wanted to do was to go back to the Shire and get married. Yeah. But no, like this is more important this comes first mm -hmm. and, and and i mean that's when my admiration for mm -hmm. for sam just yeah. skyrocks right and and so bro all these things happening in parallel and what about when aragon says we are going to mordor to give them time and to distract sar what is that to you when you see like those I don't know, like maybe a thousand soldiers or so. Yeah, that's first. That's amazing. But what I like the most in that kind of final battle, uh, that is just to trick Sauron and to give a chance to the orbits. What I like the most is that the two first fucking warriors that are <laughs> like running towards the orcs are actually the hobbits. <laughs> it's like what the fuck. <laughs> dudes like don't do that to yourself and of course they are not good exactly. enough uh, i mean fast runners so, uh -huh. but so everyone overruns them oh that's so cute but that's they're scene. doing that for their friends and yeah and exactly and that's that's the bottom line because at some point argon is saying for frodo and yeah and it's so again it's so poignant because you know that they will die and oh, yeah they 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 knew that too he yeah. was like i'm ready to die yeah because now it's not just about like humans it's about middle mm -hmm. earth and we have to do it because the wives and kids are, the, are, are at home and it's fine yeah. like we have something to protect right and we uh -huh. are warriors and we'll give everything so that they can destroy the ring and bro exactly. it's so great because at this moment when you 
jump back to the orbits and Sam finally realizes that, oh, they are just moving. They are just going elsewhere. We can go. And they are going, but now the journey is becoming even harder because the ring is becoming yeah. more powerful, more mm-hmm. heavy, like heavier, you know, like it's really, truly complicated to destroy it. Exactly. And wrong. we kind of like finish in that like final place. <laughs> and Bro, it's just insane. I mean, it's I insane. That, that, those last few scenes, I mean, again, it, it's very sad to me because you realize that for, at, at some point, and I mean, especially when they finally made it into the, into the mountain and yes. they're close to the volcano, and, and, and that's when you finally realize that the power... So the power of the ring grows exponentially when the ring gets closer to Sauron, mm-hmm. right? So, and, and Frodo does it beautifully and i mean he basically survives the whole thing never not wanting to destroy the ring mm-hmm. even though he likes it already even though mm-hmm. he's protecting it he's obsessed with it you know that he deep inside he says no i have to destroy it but then when he gets there it's just too much it's too much power it's too much temptation and when he decides not to throw that ring and instead to put it on and everyone is dying to protect him and and Sauron finally realized that the ring is too close I mean bro that scene is just too much to yes. me I mean I, I, I always cry in that there are two scenes in that movie that make me cry all the time and that's one of them yeah and it, it's it's also great because you realize in that scene that Gollum was there for the whole thing for a purpose you know instead mm-hmm. of killing frodo you will kill someone else and at the same time what i like too is that it would have been too easy you know just like to throw the ring yeah it's done it's over it was a good journey no you realize that the the ring is like it's something something special it can truly destroy even a hobbit and mm-hmm. that's that's pretty intense, right? It's like exactly Frodo made this journey like so important to him. He knew he was going to die. He says that several times. Like, why do you save the Lambas, Sam, to come back? Mm-hmm. You know, like he says that several times uh, because yeah. Sam has hopes. Like he has some expectations. Oh, yeah. He thinks that they exactly. would come back to the Shire at some point. It's not the case for Frodo. Frodo knows that no. he's doomed and that he's gonna die he knows it Mm -hmm. but still at the Mm -hmm. very end like instead of like throwing himself in the fire with the ring or whatever no he wants the ring and that's when you realize that when uh, the first king of Gondor that just lost his father wants the ring for himself Mm -hmm. that's when you realize that yeah it was no joke and it was not just because he was weak because even Frodo that is pretty good to me is getting consumed by the ring at the very exactly, end. Exactly, bro. I mean, the power of the ring when they get too close to the fire is just overwhelming. And I think that's when you finally realize. And, and in that scene, I knew that this was it for Frodo. I was yeah. like, okay, maybe mm. the rest of them will survive and maybe they will make it, but but not Frodo. Frodo is, is doomed. Frodo and, is dead. Yeah. And, and that is really sad because Frodo was such a happy peaceful guy and he realized that the power was too much for him so 
and, and that's when you also see why Gollum had to make it all the way yeah. to the end. Yeah. Because when when Gollum dies, and he never meant to die, and I mean, they, they, they he literally died because he was struggling with Frodo and he fell. That's it. Uh-huh. But when he's like he felt and he was so happy he was delighted to see the ring back so it's crazy and i remember i think in the second movie or so uh gandalf saying that he still had a major part in that journey so he couldn't die yet right Gollum couldn't die yet so so gandalf felt it like he has a lot to do Mm -hmm. and and bro, I mean, everything fits in the end. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, finally, and you realize that you pretty much lost no one, uh, which is mm-hmm. great too. I mean, we lost Faramir. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I thought that Faramir was going to die too, but no, Faramir is dead, uh, is there, uh, is uh, marrying Eowyn. Like, everything is so great because we finish with a great true ending, like, nice ending. Mm-hmm. Um, Aragorn becomes king I mean he was king pretty much but like now it's like just happiness and oh yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful ending but still I mean every time I I, I kind of like the end but we could have ended with the like ring being destroyed you know like something like that I I don't know I'm kind sometimes I find the, the end kind of cheesy that's just me, you know. Okay. But to mm-hmm. me, the end is so much better in the books. I really enjoy that mm. when I read them. But for me, like, the end in the movie, the, the very end, you know, like, at the moment, the, the ring is destroyed. And after the eagles, because the eagles scene is beautiful. I really like it. Yeah. But I find the very end kind of cheesy. Uh, I see. Bro. When uh, Frodo leaves with the elves, and you know, it's it's good because we have to make uh, a happy ending, you know. But it's ah, that's not my favorite part, and that's why I'm gonna tell you that's why it's not my favorite movie. Because if the end mm-hmm. was slightly better, you know, because in the end, it's not gr- it's not so great. Like we lost so many people, you know, and I don't know. It's just. A bit cheesy to me. That's my opinion. I, I don't see. know what you think, bro. Yeah, bro. Very, I mean, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But that scene when he's becoming a king. Yeah. And everyone is bowing to him. Yeah. And so will the hobbits. And he says, you bow to no one. And he bows to them. Mm-hmm. Bro, th- that scene to me is like is speechless. I, I mean, I always cry in that scene. That, that's the second scene that makes me cry. Yeah. I mean... It's it's too much. It's too powerful, and I I agree and, with and you. But I love the, that part. They should stop, probably after that. That's when mm. it becomes cheesy. You know, afterwards, like with the elves and Gandalf and Frodo that is living with Bilbo. Oh, why? You know, I know it's like one more tear. You have to cry another time, but. That scene mm-hmm. is so good with Aragorn like bowing to the hobbits. That should oh, end it's there. So good. You know? That's and again, it's only me, but that scene is not cheesy. That scene was necessary. Mm-hmm. Like you see the true king. Uh, you see uh, the elf is going to marry. That's that's amazing. You're happy. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's great. And you should end right there. 
you know, we bow to the hobbits because those guys were so amazing. And boom, you, you finish. You don't have to go back to mm -hmm. the Shire. I, in my opinion, you don't have to explain that Frodo is not happy anymore, that he's giving the book to someone else, like to, uh, to, to Sam to add chapters. No, why? It's, it's fine. Really, I kind of get it. Mm -hmm. But the way it was um, shot is probably not grasping the message of the rest of the movies you know like because it's sad mm. a lot of people died and when you stop when uh, Aragorn is becoming king bowing to the hobbits you're like yeah it was very complex but they made it that's awesome let's stop there because mm -hmm. they are trying to show that like life is just going on and that's fine but is it true because you realize that Frodo is sad and he's, gonna to, he's going to join the elves because he's not happy anymore and he wants to kind of die. I mean, going to the, the other part of the world, whatever the message. But yeah, I, I, I also understand that travel as the afterlife. I also yeah. understand. I mean, that was a very cute way of showing us that Frodo committed suicide. Yeah. That, that's, that's it to me. But I do mean, we need that scene? Frodo is taking his life. You know, I, I actually feel like we do because okay. it would be too forced to me if, if Frodo was going back to, to the Shire and to be happy like Sam was, mm -hmm. I would be like, there's no way. Yeah, lost there's no it. way. Mm. And, and so seeing him actually taking the ship mm -hmm. was to me seeing him saying, hey, guys, I'm really, really sorry, but I can't take this anymore. Not I mean, true. I have seen too much, I have felt too much, and now I feel nothing. Mm. And, and, and to me, uh, that's a little bit of the Tolkien version of suicide, yep. depression, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. These are the things I see from that scene. And, and to me, they were absolutely necessary because Frodo was broken. And yeah. I needed that closure, even okay. to say, well, he took his life, you know? Okay. Yeah, like for me, it was more of a, if you, if you end uh, when uh, Aragorn and everyone is bowing to the hobbits, it's like, now try to imagine what will happen, you know? I see. It's, mm -hmm. it's your stuff. I'm not trying to picture mm -hmm. or to give you like what is going to happen. If you want to read the books, you can. But for me, it was kind of, it, it's okay. I'm fine with it. But without that scenes, like those final scenes where like they are going back and Sam is happy. And I don't understand why Sam is so happy, you know, because he should be kind of broken mm. too. Because that mm -hmm. was so epic. And he saw his friend kind of like dying inside. And I would be s sad if I was Sam at some moments. Mm -hmm. Of course, li life moves on, but still... I feel like those scenes, like everyone is just moving on and Frodo is the only one broken. I kind of don't get it. Yeah. Everyone should be broken. Mm -hmm. Like the entire fellowship mm -hmm. should be broken. Like all the characters should be. And what I just, the only one I truly understand is actually Frodo. It's like, I would do just like that guy. Like now I don't want to mm -hmm. leave anymore because we did mm -hmm. what we had to do. But how come the other ones can live? You, you know, like it's... Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's cheesy because you see the other hobbits being happy and like like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they actually realized what was going on. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think that the hobbits knew that there was a war or anything. But I, I agree with you. It's important for closure for you, but for me, uh -huh. it was more of a yeah. <laughs> let me just picture the end. 
you know like i see i don't need to see those scenes because it's another like tier and i get uh -huh. it but for me it's too hollywood to me that's just that's just I my see. opinion but it's a fantastic oh, bro, movie. i didn't know that it's a fantastic movie yes bro and in the end i think the whole trilogy made what 17 oscars more or less <laughs> yeah i think i think the last movie itself made 11 yeah. or so yeah Mm. So, so I think the whole trilogy is worth 17 Oscars. And I mean, they deserved every single one of them. And I remember that the actual trilogy combined mm -hmm. was uh, running for 37 mm -hmm. Oscars. Mm -hmm. But they won 17. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing else to add, no. right? Because it, it's very difficult for you to imagine a fantasy uh -huh. movie running to all these Oscars. I mean, people usually think, oh, it's a fan. I mean, who is going to give all these Oscars to a fancy, uh, I don't know, fantasy thing with dragons? I mean, but yeah, they, they deserved every single one of them. <laughs> and so, bro, that was quite the journey today. And yes. I'm so happy that we had it. <laughs> bro, I just have to ask you one more question before we end. Yes. Who was your favorite actor? Oh my god. I know. My favorite actor is the guy... Oh my god, I'm terrible with names, but it, it, it's Gandalf. It's the guy who plays Gandalf. Ian McKellen. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's yes. he's amazing. It's amazing. I, I mean, I, I think he's so genuine and he has to be sort of like the wise, but at the same time... At the same time, he's superior. He's like a father. He... I don't know. He, I love that actor. I mean, okay. I, him as the Magneto is the best too. Yes. I, I really like him, and yeah, he, he's a highlight to me. <laughs> what about you, bro? I'm pretty sure you cannot. You will never expect that. Never. What do you think? <laughs> if I if I was going to guess, I would say Frodo, the guy who no. played Frodo. No. No. It's a, it's a close call because I think that the actor is brilliant. Like the job that he's mm -hmm. like putting there is is brilliant. No, it's the actor that is playing a Boromir. Oh my god, I'm so curious. Boromir. Yeah, it's Sean. Ned Stark. It's, exactly, and that's probably why <laughs> too, uh, because, and I was kind of expecting you know more of Boromir, so he dies at the very end. But I think that the way he's playing Boromir is even better than in the books. That's what I'm trying to compare mm -hmm. with, you know, because Bormir in the books is important and like, of course, everything happens to him in the books too. But the way Sean Bean did and portrayed Bormir was extremely compelling. It's like, it's kind of weak when facing the, um, the mm -hmm. ring, but later in the other movies, you realize that he was a great captain. He was going to be a great intendant of Gondor, but at the same time, when yeah. he's dying, he respects uh, Aragorn mm -hmm. as a king. And so if he was the intendant, he would give the throne right away, compared to his father that so is just too. a piece of shit. Oh yeah, his father is a piece of crap. Exactly. And so what I like is that Sean Bean is able in just one movie and some scenes in others to just give us what Boromir is, meaning a human with his weakness, but at the same time with his generosity uh, for his people, 
he's trying to give mm -hmm. everything when he wants the ring it's actually not for him to be like better or whatever it's actually just to defeat Mulder he really yeah. wants that as a tool just to defeat them because he wants to save his people he wants to save Gondor mm -hmm. and so what I like uh, with Sean Bean is, is that he was able to just step up and give this character that was not so important in the book it was but just for one book and not so more no, not so much anymore but he was giving some depth to the character so yeah that's my favorite one second favorite one is Aragorn <laughs> I see yes. oh bro I mean such a great call actually I, I, I didn't expect but mm -hmm. awesome I mean it makes perfect sense Ned Stark. he's really brilliant and he's brilliant and as Ned Stark is the good human being finally oh yeah he, he, and, and he's brilliant again <laughs> yes he, he's brilliant as Ned Stark bro it was an epic journey <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, it really was, bro. I had so much fun. And I mean, I can't wait for the next episode when you're yes. going to talk about the, the what's coming now. Yes. So the, the maybe the most expensive TV show that is going to be made ever uh, on the Lord of the Rings universe. So you and I are both gathering information to bring us as much information yes. as we can for this episode yes. and bro I'm looking forward to it I'm same. looking forward to the show same. and I'm very much looking forward to the episode bro same it was great recording with you today bro <laughs> have a great uh, week <laughs> you too bye everyone <laughs>